Hello, and welcome to The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. My name is Patrick Arias, and it is my pleasure to be your tour guide this evening as we break down and discuss our weekend sports picks and predictions. I'm usually joined by my three good friends, my three co-hosts. Tonight, Andres is trying to be employee of the year, <laughs> says he has to work overtime. Flores is being husband of the year. Very long weekend with the wifey, well-deserved. I hope you guys are enjoying. So right now, tonight, it's just myself and Champagne Chauncey. Matthew, thank you for stopping by. Of course, man, lone soldier. You know I had to uh, come in and, and hold it down with you. Couldn't let you go at it alone. So happy to be here, ready to get the week started. Ready to get the weekend started. And we're actually in luck because between the both of us, we can definitely break down a lot of Major League Baseball, a lot of NBA, there's one soccer match that we're going to talk about. So we're excited. We're going to bring this all to you after a quick message from our sponsor. Before we jump into the schedule of this weekend, we have a couple of headlines that we came up with to kind of give you an idea of how we feel this past weekend went. Chance, do you want to start us off? Yours is um, in the NBA. Sure, sure. Following that NBA theme. So last week, my headline was uh, stitches, or excuse me, yes, snitches get riches. And we were talking about the NBA uh, bubble that they had. They had the bubble hotline that Doc Rivers <laughs> said that he was going to make some calls so that the Clippers could make a run at the championship. Um, and I was really commending the players um, for really staying within the bubble. I know it's hard. It's not easy being on lockdown, um, even though they get paid a ton of money. Um, but this week, my headline is chicken wing fling. And the reason I say that is because the LA Clippers own Lou Williams uh, was spotted at the Atlanta infamous nightclub or excuse me, strip club known as Magic City. And he claims that he was there to buy chicken wings. From Orlando? From Orlando to, to Atlanta. Atlanta. At a strip club, we're not talking about like Cheesecake Factory or one of the, I don't even know, nicer restaurants in Atlanta. He wanted to go to Magic City, the infamous strip club in Atlanta to get chicken wings. Those, a, those, those must be some bomb. Well, dude, apparently, I, I can't, gosh, who was it? Somebody was was uh, retweeting, oh, Johnny Manziel, of all people, retweeted that he felt like that Magic City had the best chicken wings he had ever tasted. <laughs> so he was backing up my man, Lou Williams. I'm not going to talk too much about Jack Harlow, who actually was the culprit behind snitching on Lou Williams. Louisville's own Jack Harlow took a, uh, a photo and posted it up to Instagram and then quick, quickly deleted it. Um, and he tagged Lou Williams in that photo. And that's how it made the, the rounds oh, on the internet okay. yeah, about him breaking quarantine. But chicken wing fling from my man, Lou, who's actually one of my favorite players and people in the NBA. I'm not really mad at them. I just think, one, it's an amazing excuse. It's got to be one of the all-time excuses mm -hmm. as to why you broke quarantine and go to a strip club, not for the strippers, but for the chicken wings. 
Um, not for the breast and the thighs, but for the chicken wings. Yeah, and then to have Johnny Manziel as like your most popular exactly co-signer, man. Right. Right? like Johnny Manziel of all people, who flamed out of the NFL in like two and a half years. <laughs> was like, no, no, you know, I, I feel them because they do have the best chicken wings that I've ever tasted. Well, I guess we got to go down to Atlanta when the quarantine's right? over. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then my headline is gone fishing. Uh, the Miami Marlins for the week have gone fishing. They got caught by COVID. I think the number at this point in time is about 18 players and coaches. Wow, it's that high? Yeah, so four wow. more tested positive today. And um, my solution would be to just kick them out of the tournament because they have no chance of winning the World Series anyway. That, that that's a that's a asshole thing of me to say. However, true. I mean, they, now they're messing up the schedule. Exactly. Um, the Yankees are on part of this whole whirlwind of scheduling fallouts. The Phillies are a part of this. Those are contenders. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it. I'm very interested. I I heard they're doing double headers. I heard they're doing back to backs. They haven't decided when all this is is going to happen though. But it's still going to be sixty games in sixty six days. What? Weren't the rosters expanded for this very reason, or am I wrong? Like, I felt like that the MLB decided to let you have an expanded roster it was, for this reason. Yeah, and I thought it was about 15 extra people, okay. right, that yeah. were supposed to do it. And um, 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 for some reason, they are going to kick them off until Sunday, and they're going to have them start back again on Monday. So I'm going to see how it goes. I mean, I play fantasy baseball. You all know that. And uh, some of the players are going to have to play double headers. And, uh, I mean, it's a dog days of summer. I feel like because of this, we might be back right into where we would be in terms of the players being tired and a little worn out. I mean, this is emotional as well as physically draining. So uh, gone fishing, Florida Marlins, you got caught. Those are the two main headlines that Chance and myself came up with. We actually have sort of a, a quick schedule this weekend. We covered all NBA and all Major League Baseball. Let's start with uh, Wednesday's game. Wednesday's game is going to be game two of the Astros and Los Angeles Dodgers. They're actually playing right now. The Dodgers just took the lead. Hopefully, they can finish them off. Now, Chance, tomorrow, Dustin May, the redhead, he's going at it against the Astros. I don't think he's ever faced them before um, unless they played him last year, which they might have. But he's a right-handed pitcher. He throws a lot of gas. The Astros have a lot of right-handed power. How do you think he's going to fare? And by the way, the game is at uh, 4 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. How do you think he's going to stack up against this Astros lineup? You know, I think he's going to do okay. And I can't remember which one of the guys, I don't know if it was you or First Prize or, or Andres, who said that they felt that those role players or those middle-of-the-bench guys during this COVID time were actually going to step up because they didn't have the pressure of the away crowd mm -hmm. um, on them. And I think that Dustin May is actually going to do that. I mean, he's a big kid. He's 6'6". Six, six. He's lanky as hell, though. He's yeah. 180. Um, but he's super young. He's only 22. Um, and like you said, he throws gas. He had four strikeouts um, his last appearance. So I actually think he's going to step up to the plate. And I think when you have the lineup that we have, yeah. and you know you have – you know, Bellinger, you have Mookie Betts, you got Max Muncy, you know, you got Corey Seager, you got all these guys, Kike Hernandez, who I know the lovely Diana she loves. loves um, you know, he's on fire right now. So I think when you know that you have that lineup behind you and you're taking the mound, you have to have the most confidence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, there's no crowd, like you said. Uh, there's no trash cans being banged this year, apparently, <laughs> right? Like, so this is going to be heads up baseball. 
the Dodgers are going to be able to get revenge. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully they keep on to this lead and they shut them down tomorrow because like what you were saying about Dustin May being the guy that is going to need to step up. I mean, Kershaw is out. Who knows when he's going to come back? So that leaves us with Walker Bueller, who just got chased this evening. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into that one in a little bit later on. So if Dustin May can step up as a Dodger fan, we are feeling confident about their run in this year's postseason because they need to have a third and fourth pitcher Absolutely. to get them over the hump Absolutely. once and for all. Now, the Thursday games, that's Wednesday. Nothing else to watch. We are going to be watching the Dodgers Astros. We are also going to be watching on Thursday, NBA. It's back. The it's NBA back, is back. Lou Williams will not be back. He's on timeout, but the rest of the NBA is ready to play. So this is the lineup. At 3.30, the Utah Jazz are playing the New Orleans Pelicans. The Jazz, if you may or may not remember, Rudy Gobert is the culprit, apparently, allegedly. He is the main culprit of the coronavirus. And his boy, Donovan Mitchell, your boy, Absolutely. is slated as the star player. So how, how are they going to stack up? You have Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson versus Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. You know, I think it's going to be a great game. And I don't know. I know Zion uh, Zion had to break quarantine initially to go handle a front family matter. That's right. So I don't know if he's going to be able to play or not. I hope he is because I'd love to see him play. Um, but I think what's going to be more interesting is the dynamic between Rudy Gobert and Donovan <laughs> Mitchell, because apparently Donovan has not gotten over the fact that allegedly, like you said, Rudy Gobert pretty much exposed not only his team and the opposing team, but potentially the lead mm -hmm. to this coronavirus. You know, he's very cavalier as we're, I say that as we're missing the cavalier king. Um, he was very cavalier about his attitude and, with Corona, um, thinking that he wouldn't be able to spread it or he wouldn't get it. Um, and he, in fact, was the person who's kind of patient zero uh, for the NBA. I'm still going to take the Jazz over the Pelicans for the for the fact that I don't think that Zion's playing. Okay. Um, and I think that without Zion, the Jazz still have the best player on the court in Donovan Mitchell. What tell you? Um, I agree. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. J.J. Redick, Lonzo Ball, they're great role players for Brandon Ingram. I don't think that they're going to have a better game than Donovan Mitchell. Brandon Ingram, though, um, I want to see how he does without Zion, you know, because this is, for me, this is showtime basketball. Because, I mean, I love the NBA, but you know me, and I like the Lakers. Like, I, I watch the Lakers. Of like, I, of course, I watch all these other games, but I might catch the end of the Jazz Pelicans when I'm waiting to see the Lakers <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers play the Clippers, you know, so I'm that kind of basketball fan. I think Donovan Mitchell is going to have a great game. J.J. Reddick, speaking of Salty, he was on record saying that there's uh, privileges being granted to star players. Of course. In the bubble, right? You know, and I say, what did you expect, bro? Of like, course, come, on, like come on, you know? Yeah. So Clippers, Lakers, 6 o'clock tomorrow without Lou Williams playing for the Clippers. Uh, Anthony Davis might be out for the Lakers. The playoff position is at stake. Do you think these teams are actually going to go at it? Is this going to be one of those big games, or is it just going to be a tune-up? You know, that's a great question, man. I feel like it's going to be somewhere in the middle. I want them to go at it, and I feel like in instinctively they will, like, out of the gate just because they're both, like, this is the real L.A., mm -hmm. like, the battle for L.A., right? Um, but, you know, like you said, there's a bunch of guys on both teams who aren't playing. I mean, Lou Will's not playing, Patrick Beverly. 
Landry Shamit, uh, Montrez Harrell. You know, those are all key contributors for the Clippers, and they're all out. And then for the Lakers, you have Anthony Davis, like you said, and Dwight Howard. I know mm-hmm. we don't think much of, you know, Dwight Howard now. I know he's not the Superman that he was back when, you know, he was playing Kobe in the finals. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's still a key contributor. So, I, you know, to your point or to your question, rather, I feel like it's going to be somewhere in the middle. I think that they're initially going to come out and just go at it. And then I think they're going to look up in the, like, middle of the second or third quarter and be like, you know what, man, like, we're both in. Like, why are we trying to bust each other's ass? I could be wrong, but I it, just think it's going to go like that. I think it's going to be like an all-star game where there's going to be a lot of def- – or I'm sorry, a lot of offense, not too much defense, and the game's going to be like five, six points going into the fourth, and then maybe they lock down. You know, so the, maybe they lock down and they, they try to win. The over is set at 216 points. That means that each team has to score at least 113 for that to hit. I think that it will hit. I think that it's going to be a high scoring at halftime. It's going to be like 68 to 70. It's going to be one of those games. I could be wrong, but of course, that's the risk you take when you open up that sports book to to place a bet. You know, so um, I'm taking the Lakers because I'm a Lakers fan. Did you say who you were going to take? No, but I'm going to take the Lakers as well just because they still have the best player. Love Kawhi but still think LeBron is the GOAT. So I have to go with the Lakers. And I'm also very excited to see my boy, Alex Caruso. And that that concludes uh, Thursday's action. Moving on to Friday, as promised, more NBA. The Boston Celtics, who Patrick has possibly coming out of the East, they're playing the Milwaukee Bucks. What does that look like in terms of the injury report? Who is out? Who is in? That game's at 3.30 Pacific time. Giannis versus essentially Tatum, right? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much Tatum. You know, you got guys, obviously, Jalen Brown, Kimball Walker, you know, uh, perennial all-star. Um, but all of these guys are day-to-day. You know, Jason Tatum's even day-to-day. Um, you know, for the Bucks, only Pat Connaughton and Marvin Williams, guys who are, you know, bench uh, players, are day-to-day. So with this game, um, I think it's going to be competitive. I think Boston is going to surprise some people. Uh, they're one of the better uh, young teams in the league. But I honestly think that Milwaukee might win the championship this year. Really? If not, they're definitely going to the finals. Uh, Giannis is probably going to have back-to-back MVP years. He's improved. And I think he's got a score to settle after Kawhi and the Raptors uh, exposed him last postseason. Um, Giannis could very well have locked down the MVP already, right? Didn't they say that it was done? Yes. Like they already know it was going to Absolutely. Be- okay, so that can play both ways. People will say, oh, well, if he's got the MVP locked down, he might not have a good game in his premiere in the reopening. But other people will say, well, a lot of people don't think he deserves it. So he's going to come out and prove to them, you know, and then there's the chip on the shoulder aspect that I always like to bring up. Will the Celtics have that chip on their shoulder? Because people are, like I said, people are overlooking them because Giannis has that star power where the Celtics, um, I think they're more of a regional star power. Like, the casual fan, like for instance, the lovely Diana, she knows who Giannis is. She sees him. She's like, oh, that's that guy. That's the Greek freak, right? right? Yeah, exactly. But she sees Jason Tatum and she doesn't really know who he is, you know? So I think the Celtics always have that, you know, especially right now, the last two years with Giannis taking over, the Celtics will have that. And the people of Boston will have that because this is Boston. You don't talk, you don't overlook Boston sports. No. How could you overlook Boston? 
you can't because they will remind you that they are, you <laughs> every know. Every second of every minute, they will remind you. They are title town. Um, <laughs> I'm going with the Celtics to win. Ooh, I think the Celtics okay. win. I think uh, Stevens, Andres' favorite coach in the NBA, I think Stevens is going to have them ready to, to play this game. And uh, without – it's going to be a close game, though. It's not going to be a blowout. But I will take Celtics to cover the four-and-a-half-point spread. Now, that game starts at 3.30. The next game that you're going to have to watch is a little bit of an overlap. Now, this is for – speaking of regional fans, LAFC is taking on Orlando. It's the knockout round. The next round, you get one step closer to the championship. LAFC went in last season as the number one seed. They had a bye week, and then they got knocked out. They got knocked out by Seattle. So people were saying, oh, you know, what is it with LA sports? They do so well in the regular season, and then they choke. Even the brand-new soccer team choked, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And as much as it frustrated me, it was a little bit true, so I was very happy to see LAFC advance. They knocked out the Seattle Sounders. They got that. They avenged, you know, their, their death of 2019. Orlando is gonna be, I guess you can call it a home field game because it's gonna be in Orlando, even though there's no crowd. I'm more interested in seeing if LAFC can advance. I know they're missing their best player, Vela, but the other players have stepped up. Did you see the game on Monday? The LAFC scored four goals. It was four to one. I did. I did. Yeah, absolutely. And your boy, Diego Rossi, I believe, is, is killing it right now. He stepped up in Vela's place. I think, you know, I, I called it earlier. I, I say, I feel like a, a few shows ago um, when the Galaxy were playing LAFC uh, for LAFC to win. And I think this might be theirs to take, man. I think the MLS Cup might be theirs to take. They're hot right now. I feel like mo- like most sports, soccer is especially a rhythmic and confident sport. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in rhythm, if, if you're confident about your team and your ability, you're more than likely going to win. So I actually see, despite the fact that they're playing in a pseudo home field advantage mm-hmm. in Orlando, even though fans aren't going to be there, I still see LAFC moving on and taking this. Now, and, th- and that's the funny thing is that you have the Lakers in L.A., you have the Dodgers in LA. You have the Clippers. The Rams came back. There, I mean, and I'm sorry, Chargers. I forgot about the Chargers. You have the, the, the Chargers <laughs> here too, you know. And these teams collectively have decades and generations of, of superstars that have come through. And how funny would that be for the city of Los Angeles to celebrate a trophy that was given to them by the, this brand new soccer team? Man. That would be amazing. That would be that would be great. That would for be amazing. And it would just be a little reminder to those other organizations like the Dodgers and the Lakers and even the Clippers now because they have this, you know, fire-powered lineup. You guys got to step up. Like, quit bullshitting. Right. Get it done. LAFC got their shit together. Look at these owners. They brought, they brought one home to the city. So Friday is actually a very, very busy day. Moving on to Saturday, we are talking about – the Red Sox and Yankees. This is a historic rivalry. I just said that we have a lot of historical teams in Los Angeles. Well, don't sleep on the Boston Red Sox, as they will remind you like we just joked about. And don't sleep on the New York Yankees. The Red Sox, though, this year, they're off to a very bad start. I think they're 1-3. and three, They are. And the Yankees are 3-1. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. Uh, and one. Two and one. Two and one. Now, the Yankees game did not get postponed or delayed. It's still on. It's still on for Saturday night. 
and that's at 415. I don't know what the pitching matchup is going to be. However, I don't think they even announced it because the Red Sox are depleted. The Red Sox are depleted. They don't have Mookie Betts. They still have J.D. Martinez. And the Yankees, though, I'm thinking the Yankees are going to blow them out. I mean, the Yankees got the bats. They're the favorite to go to the World Series. We are talking about this game. We are selecting this game just because of the rivalry. And you know, Chance, you always have to throw out the record books when it's a rivalry. So I know the Red Sox probably don't think they're going to win the World Series this year. So you can bet your ass they want to destroy any chance they can of the Yankees getting you know a good start. Absolutely. Absolutely. That has to be their main motivation, Pat. Like you said, they know they don't have any shot at the World Series. Can't even sniff the World Series this year, especially <laughs> after losing Mookie Betts, their, their best player. Um, and they know that the Yankees, they're getting all the hype, you know, with Stanton, with Aaron Judge, with Sanchez. Um, and that's just, you know, a few of the guys on their team that that's just killing it right now. Um, right. Honestly, see them hopefully matching up with the Dodgers in the World Series. But I think you're spot on, man. I think you could see the Boston Red Sox pulling the upset on Saturday on the New York Yankees for the simple fact that they have nothing else to play for. So you're taking the Red Sox. I'm taking the Red Sox. Okay. I was saying that the Yankees are going to get the W. Oh, okay. Because look, okay. It, look at right here. It says pitcher undecided. undecided. Like we don't know who they're going to pitch. We don't know who they're going to throw against. James Paxton is slated to throw on Saturday. James Paxton has a lot to prove because he has, this is, in my opinion, this is now his third year where he's supposed to break out and he has yet to break out. Last season, he got about 10 to 12 wins. So he's doing better, but he hasn't hit that like 17, right. 18, right. you know, that kind of Cy Young Cy talk. Young so James Paxton has a lot to prove. What better way to prove your case against your rival the arch nemesis of uh, the Boston Red Sox. Now, what game were you going to be talking about for Saturday night after the baseball game? So the one game that I was looking at Saturday night after the baseball game that actually starts at uh, 5.30 p.m. Pacific time is the Lakers-Raptors. Mm -hmm. So you have the Raptors, obviously the defending champs right now, but similar to the Red Sox, they lost their best player, mm -hmm. Kawhi Leonard, who defected to the L.A. Clippers, but they're still the second seed in the East. They already have 46 wins on the season. Their coach, Nick Nurse, has to be the coach of the year. The fact that you have your team in this great of a position this late in the season and your best player is gone mm -hmm. uh, is simply amazing. Um, and it's going to be a great game against, obviously, the L.A. Lakers. We know the firepower that they bring with LeBron. Hopefully, a, uh, AD Anthony Davis be healthy from that eye injury and be able to play. <laughs> yeah. um, Maybe that's what he's waiting for. Right, I, mean, I don't know, dude. Like, absolutely. okay, so I'm I'm so happy that you touched upon the fact that Kawhi Leonard left the Raptors and that Nick Nurse is still in contention to be coach of the year. This is a crazy, maybe unpopular opinion, but I think if Siakam can shut down Giannis, the Raptors can go back. The Raptors can go back if Siakam can shut them down. I hate to I hate to to say go, to go back to it to say it again, but the chip on the shoulder. What if Siakam has one and no one's talking about it because people were saying Kawhi Leonard was the only reason why they won. Yes, Kawhi Leonard was probably a major part as to why the Raptors won, plus the injuries to the Warriors. But Siakam wasn't nothing to sneeze at. Not at all. I Not mean, all. he see, see, he helped them just as much as Juan Soto helped the Nationals, right? 
Absolutely. Maybe even more. And I mean, to your point, look, right now, his averages on the season are 23.6. He's shooting 50 or excuse me, 46 uh, percent from the field goal range and 80 percent mm-hmm. from the free throw line. I mean, he's an all NBA uh, to your point. He's got lockdown D. He's a versatile scorer. And the crazy thing about it, Pat, is is when you look at the ESPN matchup predictor, mm-hmm. they're taking the Raptors to beat the Lakers, to beat the Lakers. So. I guess I could see it happening. I actually thought that the Lakers would be the, you know, the projected favorite in this matchup. But I think when you look at that championship pedigree, like, again, like I said earlier, coming off that championship, that confidence, that rhythm, you know, that that coaching rhythm that Nick Nurse has obviously found because he's gotten something from this team that most of us thought he couldn't get. um, I could see him win. I could see the Raptors pulling it out. The Raptors have Van Vliet. They have Siakam. They still have Gasol, right? Yep. So they have a good team. And Siakam, you said, was shooting, what, 44%? 40, 46%. 46%. So that leads me to believe that he's got that mid-range game on lock. He gets to the hole. He's not shooting 46% from the three-point line. Like, he's getting into the hole. He's going to get people into foul trouble. As a Lakers fan, I'm worried because the Lakers could start off this, you know, uh, you know, 2.0 or whatever it is, they could start off 0-2, you know. Good. They could easily lose both games. And that's exactly why you should watch because you have the defending champions playing the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, we hate to, you know, beat it over the head about more Dodgers, more Dodgers, more Dodgers, but we, <laughs> we are Dodgers fans. So moving on to Sunday, 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, the Dodgers are playing the Diamondbacks. Why should you care about this game? I'll tell you why you should care about this game. The Dodgers don't have Clayton Kershaw. He is out indefinitely. We don't know when he's going to be back. Next man up is Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller is um, my projected, I think it was Flores too. We both said that we think he's going to win the NL Cy Young. His first start of the 2020 career was today. He got lit up. The Astros chased him after like three innings. I don't even know if he got through the third inning. So that is the storyline because Bueller is slated to pitch. Will he come back and shut down the Diamondbacks? Will he come back, like I said, with a chip on his shoulder and get it done? Chance, we know the Diamondbacks aren't as good as the Astros, but throw throw out the record books when you play your divisional rival, your boy from, from Louisville, Bueller. Happy birthday, Walker Bueller. Will he get it done? I think so. I think so. And it goes back to what I said earlier about when we were talking about Dustin May. With that lineup, you got to get it done. Although, to your point, he was pulled in like three or four innings tonight, mm-hmm. and he has the same lineup. And the minute that they pulled him, the Dodgers put up five runs. So I think that maybe he just had a little bit of a – I don't want to say jitters, but, again, it's all about rhythm. And this this year, not even this season, this year, 2020 has been a wash. We should just be able to write – the entire year off on our taxes. But I think that these athletes have had to adjust. Um, they, it's, it's been a, a very hard adjustment for these athletes, um, you know, figuring that they were going to play, then they're not going to play, and then they're going to play again, and then they have to work out the terms of the deal, and now they're finally playing. And then, obviously, when you throw in the Marlins issues with the COVID uh, spike, you know, it makes it tough. So I'm going to chalk up his first start today to just um, getting used to the, to, to the new norm that is covid and think that he's going to come back strong on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I, from your, as Andres says, from your lips to God's ears. <laughs> we, we hope that that happens. I 
would love to see Walker Buehler come back and throw a complete game shutout. I don't care. I am playing him this week in fantasy baseball. Your boy Pedro has him. And um, if he starts him and he kicks my ass, oh, well. I want Buehler to do that well. So I'm taking the Dodgers to get it done as well. The basketball game, though. The NBA is back. Did we say that? Back, the NBA is back. We have soccer playoffs. We have MLB going on, which every game in Major League Baseball right now feels like a playoff game. Yeah. And the NBA is back. Hockey's back. We don't have the hockey expert with us this evening, which is Andres. But trust me, the playoffs haven't even started yet. We'll get into all that next week and the week after, so on and so forth. So let's talk about star power. James Harden and Russell Westbrook taking on Giannis and the Bucks. Which player on the Bucks will be the X factor? Because I know we talked a lot already about Giannis. Who is going to be his Pippin? Who is going to be his Robin? Who's going to help him out at 5.30 p.m. on Sunday? You know, that, that's a great question. And naturally, you would say Chris Middleton. He's kind of been the guy who's been pegged as that Scottie Pippen, that the Robin to Giannis is Batman mm -hmm. in that role. But he's kind of, uh, you know, buckled under the pressure. Uh, so looking at this lineup, I'm actually going to go with Eric Bledsoe. Nice. I think that Eric Bledsoe has been the perfect fit at point guard for this Bucks team. He's a big, bulky guard. He's only 6'1", but he weighs uh, – over 200 pounds, I want to say about 210, 215, and he's pretty cock diesel, mm -hmm. if you haven't seen him, pretty muscular guy. Um, he's not the greatest shooter, but he's a tremendous uh, penetrator and distributor of the ball and, you know, a, a decent defender. So I can see him stepping up in this game uh, against the uh, the Rockets, especially because he feels like he might have something to prove against Russell Westbrook. Is he going to be guarding Westbrook? Yes. And he's been – I mean, they, they got – I'm sure they got beef, right? Oh, I mean, cause I think it was you, you said it two weeks ago. Like, do we know if Westbrook was even a good teammate? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's, it's unproven if Westbrook is a fantastic teammate and Bledsoe has been playing in the Western conference, you know, his entire career. So for him to go to the East solid, and I couldn't agree more that it's going to be a veteran like Bledsoe to help out Giannis, the youngster. Um, it's going to be grit in, in Bledsoe versus talent. In Westbrook, I'm not saying that Westbrook doesn't have grit because we know what he can do. But if Bledsoe steps up and Harden or Westbrook has an off night, the Bucks can win. I think the Bucks win. That that's that's my hot take. The Bucks win because I think they just take this more seriously. Like what you're saying, Giannis. You know he's he's got a lot to prove. He's so on he's on a mission. Who do you have winning? I have the Bucks as well. I have the Bucs as well. I just don't see how, you know, even if Giannis has a bad game, the one thing that, you know, distinguishes the Bucs um, from other teams in the NBA is the fact that not only are they a top offensive team, but they're a top defensive, defensive team. team. Um, and Giannis is arguably, you could say, the defensive player of the year. Uh, so, so a guy, you know, I think like maybe Michael Jordan and one other guy, I don't know who, um, you know, they're the only players to have won like MVP and defensive player of the year in the same the same year and, and you know Giannis could very well do that this year so even if, if if the Bucks offensively are off I just still think that defensively they can take it okay I mean I, I, I would love to see it shut down Harden shut down Westbrook and you have a victory because you know they're not going to shut you down right. with, any, with that defense exactly. they play in Houston if you enjoy listening to the show 
please subscribe to us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search Weekend Starts on Wednesday. You can keep up with all of our entertainment, all of our posts, and all of our stories. Again, Instagram, Facebook, Weekend Starts on Wednesday. Welcome back to the Weekend Starts on Wednesdays. You know, Pat, one of my favorite all-time players across sports, Marshawn Lynch, (laughs) always said, I'm about that action boss. And this week uh, of summer, can't believe next week is actually August, but for this week of summer, we actually have some live sports coming back. Yeah. Or excuse me, not football, but basketball, baseball, hockey's going to start soon. So I have a couple bold predictions, Mm. and I'm just curious if you have any, and if so, what days would your bold predictions take place on? You're absolutely correct. It's Christmas in July. I mean, this is Christmas in July. Couldn't get any better as a sports fan. Maybe it will later on. But my bold prediction is actually going to be starting tomorrow because it has to deal with the Dodgers player Mookie Betts. So we touched upon Boston losing Mookie Betts. He came to Los Angeles. He is now on our team. I'm predicting that they play Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. There's five games. I'm predicting that he hits three home runs in the next five games combined. Ooh, do, you, okay. do you think that's bold enough? It's Mookie Betts. Normally, <laughs> normally, see, I feel like I got like, I to gotta, I gotta qualify this because mm. normally I would say yes, but then when you, because I look at his old lineup with yeah. like, you know, Jackie Bradley Jr., not saying he's like the man, but you know, sometimes he can catch fire. JD he's not Mar- Bellinger. Yeah, he's okay. not Bellinger. You know, J.D. Martinez, I know he thinks he's the man, mm. but he's not even built like Bellinger, in my opinion. Um, but then when you look at this lineup and you put Mookie in this lineup, mm-hmm. it just changes the dynamic, man. So I'm going to say that it's slightly not bold enough, but if it happens, I will tip my hat to you. Because that's, look, three home runs in five, what, five games? Five games. Five games, that's hard to do. Yeah. So I will keep the three home runs, and I will say he gets three home runs and more than seven RBIs. How does that sound? Is that bold enough? I, no. I, I still – I would need – I if, to make it – if you want to keep the home run total the same, that's fine. I would need you to up the RBIs. You got to up those ribbies to like 10, man. I need like 10 of them things. 10 yeah. RBIs yeah. and three home runs. Yeah. I accept it. I accept it. Okay, that that's that's my bullet predictions. Three home runs and ten RBIs in five games. When when is your first bullet prediction? What day of the week does that fall on for you? Uh that falls on Thursday. For perfect. Me. Perfect. What well, take it away? Let me hear it. My bold prediction, and now that I just set up set up there and just chopped yours off, I know I know I'm gonna catch some heat. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. My bold prediction is that the Los Angeles Lakers, okay. the presumptive NBA champions with the greatest player. Ask Nick Wright, who I'm a fan of. Love you, Nick Wright, but swears up and down that LeBron just shits on Jordan, which I can't believe. That's a, a conversation for, for another day. That's but for a five-hour episode. Exactly. Exactly. Um, says that LeBron is the GOAT. Mm-hmm. I am saying with my bold prediction that the Lakers are going to start 0-2 this NBA season. They're going to take a loss to not only 
their crosstown rivals in the LA Clippers, but also the defending champions minus Kawhi Leonard, the Toronto Raptors. Is that bold enough for you? Well, you know that's bold because I think the Lakers are going to win. But I did say briefly that they could very well go 0-2. Now, if Anthony Davis doesn't play on Thursday, and frankly, I don't think he's going to. I mean, I think he's going to sit it out just to be safe. Um, that makes it a lot easier for them to go 0-2. So I will say that if they go 0-2, they're going to lose by a combined score of 12 points or less. They're not going to get their ass kicked. That's fair. I'll qualify it as that. Okay. So if they that. go 0-2, for your bold prediction to come true, they have to lose by a combination of 13 or more, or more points. Okay, I'll take that. See, I was—I I thought you were maybe going to shoot it down, and I was going to push it—you know—a step further and say they could start zero and three because the game after the Raptors they play the Jazz. So, but that would be next weekend, wouldn't? Or yeah, that's that, true. so, see, that's true. That's, true. that's what right, I love. Enough. That's what I love about our show is that we hype up what's coming at you for the next few days, and we kind of don't really talk about what happened in the past, you know, un unless it just comes up in conversation. But we're all about. Moving forward, we're all about that action, boss. Is that what he said? All about that action, boss. <laughs> okay, so do you have another bold prediction? I do, um, but with this second bold prediction, the the start date is TBD. So I kind of like cheated here. Bear with me, audience and Pat. My second bold prediction is that the Miami Marlins mm -hmm. actually make the baseball postseason. Okay. Okay, so that one is going to have to be archived. Okay. Yeah. Right, we'll, we'll, okay. we'll come back to that one. That, I, I, mean, I accept that bold prediction every year, bro. Like, <laughs> that's a, <laughs> the Miami Marlins making the playoffs. And I know I should have laughed because they they've actually won a World Series more recently than the Dodgers. I mean, <laughs> right, exactly. I shouldn't be talking shit. But, man, that's – yes, I think everybody, um, even Don Mattingly, does he still coach them? I – does, I don't know. Yeah. Even They're that bad. We don't even yeah. know who the manager is. Even down Mattingly will take you up on that yeah. one. So, um, actually, speaking of baseball, I'm glad you mentioned the Marlins. My bold prediction is that Walker Bueller, on Sunday, we just discussed it, uh, that he goes six innings strong and gives up three runs or less. Is that bold enough for you, for your boy from Kentucky? No. He's shaking his head no. I need more. You need I, more. I need more from the Lex Vegas prospect. I need more. I need more. Uh, and for those who don't know, Lex Vegas is a, another term that we give Lexington, Kentucky. Because um, <laughs> there's actually nothing to do there outside of the University of Kentucky. Lex um, Vegas? Lex Vegas. Because there ain't shit to do in Lexington but go to two bars and Kentucky basketball and football games. <laughs> um, Eight yeah. innings. Okay. Eight innings. Walker Bueller throws. Three runs or less. Lights out. What do you mean lights out? He only gives up three runs or less. How many strikeouts? Okay. So there's going to – okay, three qualifiers. Three is a charm. Eight innings, three runs or less, eight strikeouts. That's bold enough. There we go. So I'm going to write these down. Obviously, the Marlins one, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the Marlins one is something to keep an eye on. For the future. I mean, I, I it took me a while to say that because I was just thinking about what Sean said. So that that's great. Uh, now, the the way we close out every show is with our scumbags of the night. So I have one. I don't know if you have one yet, Chance, but you can let us know. But let uh, let me just say that we all know that the Marlins 
tested positive for COVID. I think they said 18 players and coaches combined. And then I quote Derek Jeter, the owner of the Marlins says, we're going to start testing our players every day now. What about that? Let's go back to the SAT, you know, the SAT questions. What about that statement, Chance, doesn't make sense? Well, he, he said now. Right? Like, that's like the after the fact. You should have been, you know, not to steal your thunder, but that's some shit they should have been doing from jump. They should have been testing these players every day. This is something that is serious. The, they, 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 they didn't do the bubble. The bubble works for the NBA, which goes back to um, your headline from last week. The, the bubble worked. And Derek Jeter says, yeah, you know, I think it's very serious. And then Rob Manfred, you're also a scumbag of mine because how are you going to let Derek Jeter, one of the owners of Major League Baseball, how are you not Im imposing a stricter rule, especially in a state like Florida where they're having a huge breakout right now? Message. Why are you not enforcing this every day? And don't even get me started, but our friend Greg, Greg said, this is stupid. Why didn't they quarantine them in Arizona, the spring training places, Arizona and Florida to begin with, and everyone's quarantining. You go from the baseball stadium to the hotel. You've been to spring training before, haven't you, Chance? Have. Haven't you seen how much land is out there? Absolutely. They can set up stuff for the players to do, you know, they can do night markets with only the players come in. They can get creative. There's no reason why the players should be doing kind of whatever they want. Case in point. Now we have four teams in major league baseball who are affected by this small, but very scary outbreak. Definitely. Definitely, man. And if I'm one of those four teams, I'm coming at Rob Manfred. Like, you know what, this is potentially messing up our TV revenue. Like is the Marlins going to pay for that? Like yeah. who's going to do that? So I hear you, man. I can't believe I actually didn't know that they didn't have anything imposed as far as like having a bubble or quarantine or removing themselves from, you know, uh, any type of COVID exposure. Like that's crazy. So let me just paint a picture. Then we'll get to your scumbag. I just want to paint a picture for you. Picture yourself in the tri-state area, you know, Philadelphia, New York tonight was supposed to be the Yankees and Phillies, I believe. Right. That was supposed to be the game tonight. How cool is that when baseball has been out, it's, it hasn't been back. And then now that game's going to get postponed to another day. It's probably going to be at 10 a.m. So they went from a primetime game to now a 10 a.m. game. I'm going to I'm gonna check the statistics on that one because I'm pretty sure that tonight was supposed to be New York and Philadelphia. Exactly. That was supposed to be tonight, and it was postponed. So Derek Jeter, there's more scumbags, but you're my main scumbag just because <laughs> you went on record and said that, you know, we're going to start doing this every day. So Chance. Thank you for your input on my scumbag. I'd love to hear yours. So my scumbag of the night is a guy who I actually used to love as a kid. Um, you know, football was my first love growing up. And, you know, the Chicago Bears, simply because I had family at the time living in Chicago, uh, were my favorite team. And they had won uh, the Super Bowl, I think, in the, in the mid-'80s, mm -hmm. uh, Monsters of the Midway mm -hmm. uh, with Walter Payton, Jim McMahon. And those guys, um, and I used to just love their uniforms, man. And I, I loved their coach, Mike <laughs> Ditka, because he was just such a crazy, outlandish personality. Um, and maybe that's why he's my scumbag of the night. <laughs> because Mike Ditka uh, went to TMZ, or maybe TMZ was the first to pick up on the story, and pretty much said that not only should players not kneel, 
which is fine. He can have that opinion. Mm. But he says that anyone who kneels should, quote unquote, get the hell out of the country. And it just, you know, I understand that that Mike Dicker is an older white guy from, like, I think, Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. probably in his, like, late 60s, maybe even early 70s. So he is probably just from a generational standpoint, has a different mindset. But he's my scumbag of the night just because I think after everything that's gone on, even if you disagree with kneeling, you know, during the national anthem, you need to be understanding of today's climate. Yeah. You know, and especially in a sport that's predominantly black. And, you know, it it just takes me to to guys like him or like Riley Cooper, right? The guy from the, the, the receiver from the Eagles Eagles who, who, you know, dropped the N bomb. It's just like multiple you, times, right? Exactly. You have all these exposure, all this exposure to, to just so many different cultures, different upbringings, not saying that that has to shape how you think, but it should give you a little bit of, of a perspective as mm-hmm. to like, Oh, well, you know what? Not everybody grows up the same way. And maybe I had a little bit, more than others had or maybe i had less than others had so i had to work a little harder so just really disappointed not really surprised just more disappointed in mike dick's comments not sure how you feel about that or what your thoughts are pat but well he was probably my easiest scumbag of the night in, in a few weeks i mean somebody as high profile as mike dick and not to say that if you're not high profile that you can kind of get away with saying this but if you're mike ditka and they come to you for a statement on the matter you can say like, look at my look at my rap sheet. I've made plenty of money and I've been very successful by letting people do whatever they think is best for them. And that should have been his statement. You know, if they want to kneel and they think that that's best for them, let them do it. You know, don't don't layer it and say like, oh you should leave the country if you're not going to kneel because come on, bro. Like this is, let's all be realistic here. This is all stolen land. You know, this is a a country that would, that was messy. (laughs) Yeah. I was waiting for you to say it. So this is a country that was built on that. So who are we to, to say how people should be reacting to political climate? Um, Some people say don't bring up politics at work. I'll be the first to tell you that if you play in the NFL standing on the sideline before a game starts, you've worked your whole life to earn that platform. And if you want to use it, then use it like that. That's, that's my whole stance. So going back to Ditka, just keep your mouth shut and, and remind people, just be an asshole and be like, dude, you're right. You're going to ask me about that. I'm Mike Ditka. Like, and, and to your point earlier, man, like you said, you know, he, he's had a life where he's just let people do what they want. That's exactly what he did with the Chicago Bears, man. Like, you know, that defense, you know, Jim McMahon was crazy as hell, drinking beers on the way to practice. Right. So it's just like, like you said, like there's so many. And I guess that's my overall thing. It's just like if it's not productive or if it's going to be so like, like, you know, just malicious with your with your take that it's just going to stoke the fires, then, you know, just try to say something that's just going to deflect it. And you're like, oh, I'm Mike Dicker. Like, I don't, I don't even think about shit like that. Like, yeah, I, like I, I still would have been like, OK, dude, I'm looking at you sideways. But I, I just I, I lose respect, even though he is that old man on the lawn when that you know <laughs> guy claims that old man on the lawn, you know, defense of like, oh, well, no, like if you kneel, then you need to get the hell out of the country and go to a country where, you know, there's no police. Yeah, or, you know, it's just. Yeah. So that those are those are two great scumbags. Um, 
yours is probably going to be voted as the post. So if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook, uh, you'll notice that we're starting to do more scumbag of the night posts. We think it's funny. We like it. Last weekend, uh, Flores is won with the Nike jerseys. And I got to tell you, Flores, I noticed that they even put a swoosh mark over the left butt cheek when they're batting. So when the players are batting, Nike has now monopolized that part of the camera. So when you're batting, they, they, you, you can see the swoosh mark on your butt. And then when they swing the bat and their, their um, chest faces the camera, you see it on the chest. So Flores, great scumbag. Hey, Flores, I think Nike's telling you one thing, brother. Kiss their ass. <laughs> yeah. So that's our show for this week. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed our picks. We hope that you enjoyed our bold predictions. If you do not follow us on Instagram and Facebook, please look us up. Weekend starts on Wednesday. It's the four of us posing in our favorite sports uniforms. Thank you for listening. Good night and good luck.